to another episode of Geeks Crossing. We are here in a lovely little parking lot. Um, it is 2 a.m. We just watched a regular show for the past three and a half hours. I'm Matt. I'm Keith. And I'm Nick. And we want to talk about it because uh, yeah. this we started the show. We can't quite remember if it was the end of January or the beginning of February, but it was definitely when we had our we got our copies of Legends Arceus. That's yes. how we remember it. Is we started it and then we started playing Legends Arceus. So, so my gosh, roughly six months. Yeah. yeah. Of watching um, and going through, and it's definitely been a trip. Especially towards the last season, I had no idea where it was going to go, and then it, like, it round up. So, before getting into any spoilers, uh, you guys can still listen. What will you guys rate this out of 10? I want to give it like a 7 or an 8, just because it takes so long to actually get to the story, and once they do, it's the final season for the story. But it is such a great show. Like that's, that's Good show! Jolly good, Jolly good show. show. I'll give it like an 8. Yeah, because I agree with you. In terms of, like, the overarching story, and I agree that there's some character development issues, like, that characters will grow and then shrink and then grow and then shrink. Yeah. Rigby. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I am interested in it. The characters are very fun. I really have a fun time with a lot of the crazy stories that they pull. And again, I care a lot about the characters, and the world is cool, and it's just like, yeah, I'm happy. So I'm probably at around an 8 as well. Maybe even a little higher. Maybe like 8.2, 8.3, I don't know. It's funny, I was thinking like an 8.2 also, but I also feel like that's a little too high. I don't remember what we rated Avatar or any of the other... That was probably... We never reviewed Avatar on here. Oh, interesting. I also wanted to ask you guys how it would compare to the other shows we've watched. But, yeah, I've definitely... I think I'm around that 8 also. I feel like that might be a little too high for the overall arcing, uh, like arc of scale so maybe like a 7.5 i mean they did have the halloween specials and then oh my god the christmas specials and then like regular show is very random i i will yes. say there were a lot of plot twists and a lot of just random like wait what like oh this person's back like oh oh that happened uh we still also need to look up the death count too like, <laughs> before we, we uh the regular continue. show death count i like that they they bring that up in the finale like yeah. everything about how many people we saw almost died now yeah, they're probably fine <laughs> now i think we will get into spoilers for that i do want to ask so how did you do you think this compared to the other ones we've watched like avatar clone high avatar was just as long as straight development all the way through obviously a story from beginning to end like a DD campaign death total is 450 killed <laughs> Four. Jeez. guess what season killed the most people eight nope one Season four with 128 confirmed kills. Dang. My gosh, that was a violent. Who season. do you think has the most kills? No. Oh, uh, Rigby. Like Rigby. Mordecai has 46. Wow. <laughs> Ghost is higher than Rigby. <laughs> High five, Ghost. Yeah, Ghost has killed 25, where Rigby has killed 23. Jeez. <laughs> High five, Ghost. The highest. It, it Mordecai, Mordecai 46. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh my god. And then Anti Pops killed 40 people. Well, he killed more. trillions, but I guess on screen technically, yeah. maybe he, like if you count the only ones that you can see. We'll say 40 people. But um, that's interesting. And to answer your question, Keith, yeah, I think Avatar is better than this. I think Avatar is, is pretty close to the gold standard in, in terms of yeah. animated storytelling. Like at, like animated series that tell a great story and develop great characters. I think Avatar is as close to the gold standard as you can get. But I think Regular Show is a very good show. I like I, I enjoyed it more than Korra, I'll say that. Yeah. Um, even, well, actually... It's comparable to Korra in that the, the overarching story really doesn't get going to the last season. But, and here's the big but, 
there, it introduces characters that I actually care about, as opposed to Korra, where they're all pretty bland, other than some funny ones that are usually supporting characters. I actually care about everyone in the show, so... Yeah. It's funny because I think Avatar is, like, it almost feels like they're on different not even levels, but they're almost completely different. It's like saying, yeah. like, oh, do you enjoy, you know, baseball or going to a concert? And it's like, you, like yes, they're still, like, yeah. like festival-type things, but um, there's still activities to do, but they're different. Mm-hmm. And with regular show, I feel like I... I mean, it's probably the fact that we just finished it and the ending was fantastic, but I don't think it was better than Avatar as a whole... I don't know. It was so much more relatable. Yeah, yes. Like yes. And it ended on such a good note. Like, Avatar had stuff, obviously, that you could relate to. Like, oh, it's a kid who's in over his head. Everyone's been yeah. there. But, like, this is actually, like, dude, we're 23. We're knocking holes in people's walls. Like, that's, like, one of the yep. first lines of the show. And I remember turning to Nick and Keith, like, dude, we're 23. Like, that's insane. <laughs> yep. Well, when we started, you were. Yes, that is true. Um, but it's just, like... Yo, this is crazy, and it's just about, like, yeah, 20-something-year-olds trying to figure out what they want to do with their lives, and that's honestly why the last three minutes was so satisfying. It's just, like, they all get back to Earth, and they're like, we know what we want to do now. Like, we want to start families. We want to pursue our careers. We want to, like, grow up in a way. Obviously, we're going to spoilers, so I would say go watch it. It all got pretty high reviews. Um, But, like, actually, with spoilers, like, that's where season eight, like, the last season took such a big twist because it goes from, you know just working at the park and i mean it was always crazy things um which their antics did get more and more crazy as the seasons went. i mean i guess the first episode was the power and it was sending (laughs) people to the moon so maybe not but um it just randomly they were like oh yeah like this whole space theme and we're on a spaceship now and the park gets lifted off and that almost killed it for me in the very beginning because i was like okay like what's actually going on here Mm mm-hmm but it was pretty cool that, like, when they came back, like you said, like, it was such a good development for them. And I think that's very true for, like, a lot of people in that scenario where you go out into the real world, you know, you're, you move out from home, you do wherever or do whatever, wherever, uh, and you just develop a lot. So that was actually really cool. There's a lot of, I don't even want to say symbolism, but just a lot of, yeah, screw it. There's a lot of symbolism and everything like even with uh mordecai and uh, his love interests dude yeah that's the biggest almost one of the biggest twists is that he doesn't end up with margaret or, or cj, CJ. Yeah. it's just like some to... random lady he like bumps into i think it's like the, art some art gallery yeah, yeah. Art gallery. Yep. um which is just kind of nuts but honestly i do kind of like it I, or at least i respect it even though it is unsad like in a way it's just like dude what do you like margaret since the first season it's just like, I don't know, I also feel like it is kind of cool that, um, yeah, you know, the person that you're dating in your 20s, sometimes you're like Muscle Man or Rigby, where that's your life partner, and sometimes you're like Mordecai, um, where it's not, and you're going to meet someone else, like Benson, for example. Yeah, Benson. <laughs> you know, there's Rigby's and Mor- Muscle Man's, but then there's also, uh, and High Five Ghosts. Yes. But there's also Mordecai's and Benson's. Yep. High Five Ghosts is probably my favorite relationship, because it's like... Just like honestly, I think doesn't they like come from a throwaway like uh, episode? And then it just yeah, like, yeah. A and little they, joke, they just... and then she comes back. Yeah. And here she is, still waiting for him after all this time in space. They kind of just never break up. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, I just like what you were saying. The whole whole shebang. So, what did you think about Pops and his uh, oh, sacrifice? sacrifice? 
Honestly, I see why they call them pops. Like, that's such a, a fatherly thing to do, is it, like, <laughs> for your, like, the ones you love. That was... Oh, interesting. I wonder if they had something like that in mind. <laughs> pops is always my favorite character, I feel like. Well, actually, this is another show, like Avatar, where I really don't have a favorite character. Because yeah. I feel like I just love all of them so much. But do you have a m most hated? Of, like, the main cast? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe Rigby. Yeah, I was about to say Rigby. But, like, yeah. even then, I like Rigby. And Benson can be very petty. Yes. You know? That like, I like him. He's going to try and spoil everything. Like, that really got under my skin. Like, that's one thing you really don't do. Yeah. yeah don't spoil yeah, stuff. Literally. <laughs> literally. Yeah. That's why we give you guys spoiler warnings. The yep. beginning of every episode yeah because we don't want to be a benson absolutely we don't want to be like that then again we you guys uh didn't take what a week to to vacuum the the oh, yeah, carpet sure. yeah like they but I, I, no but like punish them some other way don't be a jerk about it don't get into their personal lives like that like, is he really their boss anymore like <laughs> that's awesome. in space like does he have authority over them like that anymore well i'm pretty sure that was a throwaway line in that episode he was like oh like the commander told me to get that floor vacuum. Like, you guys are making me look bad. Like, blah, blah, blah. What a crazy ride, though, from season one with them getting the, the job and, uh, and like, messing around and needing to fix the hole in the wall, which I love the memento. Like, I love the, the fact that, like, it showed the first uh, season, the first episode. Because, first of all, they kept the same art in. Yeah. So you saw cool. how far it's come. Do you think so, Mr. Baylor knew about all this from the beginning? Well, he gets Pops and he gets the scroll that says Pops and Evil Pops have to fight. But I don't remember if he knows, like, oh, yeah, it's, like, universal resets and stuff like that. I don't remember if he, if he knew that. Yeah. But, yeah. Poor Maillard. Yeah. I, Maillard's an underrated character. I like Maillard. Every time he shows up, you think he's going to be, like, oh, he's just going to be, like, a tool. But he, he like, yeah, he's, he's like, got some character. Absolutely. He has a good level of humor. He's not the token grumpy rich boss. Some stuff going on, <laughs> except minus the rich. They really did Benson dirty throughout the whole entire show. It was like he was this great drummer on a band. No, no longer the band. They got kicked him out. He loses his hair. He's a stick <laughs> hockey champion. Gets like kicked out of that. You know, has all these girls, and they all leave him. Goes to Dumptown. Ends up becoming like a washed up manager that like falls into like the cat dump thing and like. All of that, and then even in the, the 25 year time skip at the very end, it's showing. And did he ever actually? Oh, he had, no, he, he had like a pig and he had like a bunch of cats, but he never had like kids. kids. It was just him and Pam. I mean, that's all good. But just a personal choice. Yes. Absolutely. But uh, no, I didn't know if they actually gave him uh, rope Pam back in. That's what I was They did, they did yeah. which was interesting. Okay. I can't believe that they finally said that it was six years of them working there and three years in between the uh, space. Holy cow, I didn't realize that, like, yeah, they said separately, three years they were in space, six years as a whole they worked at the park. They were in yeah. space a long time. But now if you you also think about it, they were 23 in the first episode they said it. Yeah. Six years, that brings them to 29, and then three years in space. No, I thought it was, um, Rigby says to oh. Mordecai, like, oh no, we've been working these jobs for six years. Half of those six years were in space, right? Technically uh -huh. speaking. Oh, yeah, I guess. And then also uh, in the last episode, the news reporter is like, oh, it's been three years. He's finally back. Like the, the park is finally Well, I know that the park's left for three years. And I know that they said that they were working at Which the park nuts. for the six <laughs> years. But I, I took it as like working at the park because I thought the space thing was almost separate. Because that literally means they were in space for half their tenure at that park, which is really nuts to think about.
about all the stuff Absolutely. that happened in the first seven seasons is half, and then the eighth season is yeah. another half. That's, you know, uh, a point I will uh, say. Like, I wish that they, in the final season, showed more development, because it was so cool, because it's like, it's the point where um, the movie was. Tree, oh, the, the tree base or whatever it was yes. called. You see them get their uniforms, their ships, but there was no more development towards like their future selves you see in the movie. Well, that's and, because they changed the timeline. Like you told them about the whole college thing. Yeah, I mean, kind of. But it would have been cool if you actually saw more of a progression with some of that. Some of that was, a, I don't want to say too episodical because it really was not. Like, I don't think you could really skip around too much. But it definitely seemed a little slower in that the beginning of season eight. Like, I'm trying to think of any of the early nitpicking things I had for the, the beginning. I thought it was always pretty funny. Pretty yeah. Horrible. Going back to it, they were 29 before they went into space. Wow. Space. Yeah. So oh my gosh, so it years. was six years and then they Great. count the space as its own thing. Wow. I mean, that's like, yeah, eight to nine years older than us right now, but... So 25 years later, at the end, they're... How old then? They're like in their 50s? 32 when they get back. 25 years after that is 50, yeah. like five. Yeah. They, they aged well. Was it? Then supposed to be 29 plus the 25 years, which would bring them to... Even then, if it was 29 plus 25, that would still put them in their 50s, right? Or in their late 40s. They'll be around 56. Dude, Mordecai and Rigby did not like 56. No, they, they aged really well. All right, maybe there's like a little hiccup with the yeah. timeline, but... Um... Muscle Man looked more his age. <laughs> Benson, too. Benson, yeah. Skip, well, I don't know what Skip does, but he, he ages so well. <laughs> right, I'm kidding. How old was uh, Benson, like, in the beginning? And that I don't know. I, I don't know, I, I don't know if they he, ever addressed his age. Yeah. yeah, wasn't he, like, older, older? Like, yeah. I, Well, he was definitely older than them, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say older as in, like, 10 years older, though. So... I could see it. Because I always assumed, at least in the first few seasons, they kind of had the impression that the show was taking place in the 90s. Yes! And then they kind of, like, abandoned that towards the end when people were like, oh, yeah, here's my smartphone, like, things like that. And I was like, oh, that's yeah. weird. Like Blu-ray and DVD and stuff like that it was funny, but it was like doesn't really make any sense for being period appropriate here. The DVD kind of made sense for like where it was ending, because like that's when you know like the DVDs would have like been coming in. True. But like or streaming. They, yeah, they randomly. That's what it was. It was like the DVD came in, and then instantly it was like, oh yeah, streaming services. Oh yeah, like smartphones, and like. It, then there was actually one point where I'm pretty sure it said it was tw the year was 2015 on like one of the news. Channels. Yes, yes. And we pointed that out. We're like, wait a minute, like no, because the whole time it was all about VHS and laser discs. And Even as far recently as the movie, it pretty much treats it as okay. Mordecai and Rigby were in high school in the 80s, yep. and then they graduated. And now it's the 90s, and they're working at the park. That made sense to me. That's why they're always like saying, oh, fist bump, like all the 80s inspired rock bands are their favorite music. Benson, I could see being the drummer in the 80s. Now he's the park manager 10 years later. I don't know. Like, I feel like that works a lot better where it's 80s is the past, now we're in the 90s. And then there's like little things like that where it's like, oh, it's 2015. Like, what? Yeah. Regular show is based in the early 90s. And Benson was born between the late 60s and early 70s. Okay, so yeah, he's maybe in his early 30s as a park manager. That makes so, sense to me. Well, first of all, we're talking about it being in the 90s. I always thought that the, the writers of the show took inspiration from their own, you know, experiences. Hence why it was all like VHS and like written yes. more towards that timeline. I can see that. Timeline. And on top of that, wasn't the show supposed to be meant for older audiences? Oh, well, yes, it was originally pitched like the, the early, like not even colored drawing animation that J.C. Quintel made. It was like an adult animation. It had like Benson, Mordecai, and Pops. They were like cursing and stuff. And then later on, 
he had the opportunity to pitch it as like a show for Cartoon Network, so they had to tone it down a little bit. Dude, I'm, I don't know what happened, man. That was creepy. Yeah, so they had to tone it down a little bit, but it still definitely has that edge to it, you know? We're 23 years old, 24, and we still enjoyed it. So it wasn't like, oh God, this is clearly meant for people so much younger than us. Like, we had a good time with it. They had a lot of jokes meant for older Oh, yeah. yeah. A lot. And then on top of that, I mean, there was the whole, like, the, um, I don't know what it's called, but, like, the wings were supposed to oh, be, like, beer. getting drunk yep. and mm -hmm. chugging back sodas as beer. And uh, yes. The chugging of the milk was, like, like hazing, wasn't it? Yeah. And yep. they were initiating pops into their circle. Dude, one of the last episodes, Benson has to find Blu-ray's G-spot. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, whoa, how did it get... The, the one girl, when they, they're looking at her feet, and then she's like, my eyes are up here, and it's like... That. Oh, one of my favorite jokes is when Benson's showing them the ballroom and yeah, he's like, oh, there were some pretty big balls. They were huge. <laughs> that and when they're at the ski ball, like when the balls drop and they start yeah, <laughs> What's funny too, <laughs> these jokes would go over the, the heads of like younger audience. Yeah, Dude, I don't yeah. remember any of them. So, I mean. <laughs> one of the other points I'll say is like, Compared to each season going forward, it almost seemed, seemed like they had the plan and they switched it like three or four times as they were writing this. Because mm -hmm. like Nick, you were the one that said like that you wish that they were hinting at yeah, the like um, anti-pop yeah. from the beginning. They switched the timelines a couple of times, like where like the dates and then like what was going on from like Laserdisc to like Wi-Fi and smartphones, what we were just saying before. Uh, I mean, that was like the streaming did come back in the final season, which was like ultimately their big like mini boss before the big boss but like streaming didn't have any connection to like yeah anti-pops and i kind of wish that anti-pop sent streaming or something to try and yeah pops down or something okay so what were the best parts of regular show or what are the worst worst part was probably be like building up to a final big bad the best part was just like the life aspects and how many life lessons i kind of learned through rick and Mar yes <laughs> um mordecai and rigby Absolutely. I want to come back to that and think about which life lessons, and we'll get back to that. What about you, um, Matt? Dude, I, I had a comment, though, when you guys were talking about, oh, stuff that they didn't originally plan, and, like, it's kind of clear. Thomas? Yes. Thomas being introduced as the random intern and just becomes a Russian spy. Absolutely. <laughs> well, it was crazy, too, because, like, I hated Thomas in the beginning, and... It could have been cool if it was more like, oh, wow, you get to see the progression of uh, Mordecai and Rigby. Like, they're moving up now, and then they have the person underneath them. And, yeah. like, they make more of the mistakes, and, like, you see that they've actually matured a bit. And then it was like, oh, they didn't go that route. And then, like, Thomas just fades out of the back. And we're just like, oh, the hell did he go? And he's gone, and then he reappears randomly in, like, pizza suits. And we're just yes. like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then finally, in the very end, they were like, oh, he's a Russian spy. He meant to disappear. Yeah, like, all it all makes things. sense. So, I wonder if that was actually planned when it they wrote him. It wasn't. Your <laughs> yeah, I remember looking into it when it aired because I was like so taken aback. He did not plan for that. And okay. He was just like, yeah, we're bored. What are we going to do with this character? And <laughs> we'll make him a Russian spy. But um, answering your question on best and worst parts of the show. Worst is, I don't know, at least just for us because when we, we binged it. And binging is a show is always different than like watching it. But there did feel like sometimes there'd be filler episodes where it's just like, this is fun. This is funny. But like, I didn't really have to watch this. Every Halloween special. Dude, ever. the Halloween yeah. specials. Like, I know people apparently really like those. But... I don't know, man. They didn't do it for us. One episode down into like, or first of all, they made it double the, the length. Yeah, yep. but then they broke it down into three mini stories. Yeah, three, yeah, four three mini -stories. or four, yeah, mini stories. So it's like five, five minutes. Minute, 
yeah sections and you're just like okay hurry it up like get back to the plot dude especially in the last season when it's like right in the middle of the anti-pops pop stuff where like yes. they're training and they're doing crazy stuff and then all of a sudden there's 22 minute halloween special 22 minute christmas special yeah this christmas special i think is like the fourth to last episode like it's yeah. nuts it's like right at the end it's just like yeah. i don't want to pause and watch this that's the con but for me the pro i think would be yeah just i loved the characters and i loved seeing them grow like thinking back from like when rigby was just like oh eileen she's so gross like i'm only yeah. helping you date margaret and now like in season eight you wouldn't even know that they were ever anything different like yeah. things like that or it's just like that's awesome yeah see it's it's funny because like especially with rigby that's what we were talking about earlier prior to the podcast was like it's also so cool with rigby because like my one of my biggest issues was how he really didn't evolve all that much he's still kind of the scapegoat for when they were like oh yeah this is gonna go bad like okay make, make, yeah <laughs> make it rigby's fault and he really does if you look at everything like even in the last season it's like anytime something goes wrong it's always because rigby decides to mess it up which i'm not a big fan of especially when them following through and doing that 25 year skip and you kind of see him with his family and just like of how he's still like the same and and a little different it almost like peaceful or like settling to know that like some things don't change you know and i think that was a big actual like character arc is like almost not changing yeah because everybody really does develop a ton and so does rigby but like there's so much that Rigby holds on to that still makes him him. Where almost everybody else, I feel like, evolves much more. Like, they are not the same person they were in the first episode. Yeah. I would yeah. not see Muscle Man being, like, a father of, like, five or six kids. Yeah, right? That Wait. was really cool. What did you guys think about when he came back and there was a kid waiting? Oh, yeah, that, that was, was cute. I honestly, that, I didn't that, see that, that coming. hit me. I was like, oh. Yeah. I'm I shocked that, that he didn't make any notes about it. Or, like, did he not know? I guess Starlin never got to tell him. Cause well, yeah. I, I, thought, kid. I thought they insinuated that uh, they couldn't communicate to, their, to anyone on Earth. Yeah. Like while they were in space. Our love can withstand any distance, and it's a picture of him and Starla, and yeah. she wrote it on the back of the note. Oh. Ditto. Yes. <laughs> Ditto, that's right. <laughs> Did you think um in the final battle that Muscle Man and like that there was like a split second where I thought Muscle Man and High Five Ghost were actually like dying. Yeah. I thought like they when were they were getting actually... written out, and Muscle Man makes like the the mom mm -hmm. joke yeah. against anti pops like Absolutely. make yourself big even though you're small inside, and then mm -hmm. High Five Ghost gives him the last <laughs> yeah. high five. I was like. No! Yeah, they died. Yeah. No! Well, technically speaking, they did. It was just the yeah. fact... It's like Infinity War. Like, everyone ends up freaking dying, and then they all come back. Yeah. When there was another thing. It was uh, Rise of Skywalker getting the inspiration with yes! the, the Pops Force. Pops, Pops in, on the podcast EFAP, they call it a uh, Force Skype call. Yes. Yeah, it Pops Force Skype calls uh, oh, anti-Pops. Anti -pop, yeah. Which uh, Keith also pointed out. Season 8, with this taking place in space, a lot of Star Wars references. Like, I didn't oh, realize yeah. the whole bounty hunter crew that worked for Anti-Pops was all inspired by, like, you could see one based on Danger, one on Bosk, one on IG-88. All of his little yep. goons look like Mandalorian armor. Yep. Like, the, that's the pretty actual cool. workers for him in the ship were dressed in the uh, yeah. Imperial, Imperial officers. Yes, as Imperial officers. That's kind of cool. <laughs> nice I'm touch. Even only good thing truly about the halloween specials were their costumes yes pop yeah. culture like just everything was real for the references from doctor who to street fighter to you know metal gear solid and all these other michael jackson i'm pretty uh, sure he yeah. was in the final one but um that was great my favorite thing is definitely what we were all saying about like 
what it teaches you and like kind of the lessons to be learned like it really hits so close to home mm. and that's something special because like watching avatar you can kind of relate as we were saying before but like you can't relate like this like it's such a real show for also being so outlandish and so you know bunch of baby ducks send them to the the moon moon. and bam they're on the moon like like for how crazy (laughs) and wild these antics were it hits home and like i also think that like if you think about it almost from a, a like real writing perspective it just blows my mind because it's like Oh, of course they didn't actually go to the moon, but when you're hanging out with your friends and, you know, messing around, like your perception of things definitely gets, I don't even want to say distorted, but it definitely changes. So like these stories, you could honestly see from the perspective of, you know, Rigby or Mordecai talking about them being like, oh my God, it was so crazy. And this happened. And then when we got into a race, like the guy exploded and he died, which obviously like maybe they didn't, maybe they did. So it's, it's a cool thought process behind it. Uh, but it, it was definitely a very clever show. Show, jolly good show. Jolly good show. Jolly good show. The greatest part is probably the whole thing about friendship and bonds and making every the best of every moment, you know? Yep. That's what I've taken out, you know? I'm about to have the best summer of my life. Two best friends here. And bit. Eric. All the way over there. Well. And I'm trying to think the worst part would, I guess, just be that it seemed like it was a little rushed or a little um, jumbled up for a bit. But that also brings me to another thing. Would you guys want to actually see like a reboot of this or an extension, an add-on? Or do you think they should just end it how they ended it? As much as I would love to see a continuation just because I did love the show, I kind of feel like it ended on such a perfect note. Yeah. I don't even know, like, what would you do? I don't even want to watch them have to deal with issues anymore. Like, I feel like they've earned this happy ending. Yeah, like, after all they've been through. I don't the... want to see issues of Benson, like, yelling more. Yeah. Like, Mordecai and Rigby screwing up more. It's like, no, man, just let them have this. Let them be at peace right Absolutely. now. I think they could do fan service in a sense where they could do the meme of skips with the tombstones. Oh. Dude, set a story, oh. like, 200 years in the future, and it's just skips. Skips lost that- days. <laughs> Oh, uh, like t- sa- tales of Boston like, but tales of skips. Like you would have some characters, like Death, would still be around. You could probably have like Gary and the babies, but like strictly speaking, it's almost entirely just skips. Like meeting people, talking about like, oh yeah, I remember like the old crew of the park. I had some like some of my best friends of all time. That sounds crazy. It doesn't even have to be all that long in the future. You could do it after like the last of the main cast dies. And then, like, almost have it where, like, the new people move into the park and maybe yep. kids are working there. Like, oh, my great-grandfather used to work here. And Skips yep. is like, oh, yeah, like, I remember Rigby. You're <laughs> like nothing like Yeah, you're <laughs> nothing like him. You obviously take that after your great-grandmother. Yes. Like, <laughs> that sounds interesting. Like, that would be kind of cool. I don't know. I think it was a really good ending. See, I just wish it wasn't so jumbled up in the, before the ending. I like the ending. I just wish it had better the lead. There. Yeah, I definitely see that. Dude, we haven't talked about really Pops dying. The sacrifice. I was, I was about pop- to um bring that up. I looked up the meme of Skips with the tombstone. Skips yeah. is sitting next to five tombstones, but six people, because Pops' body was never buried. That uh, just makes it more depressing. <laughs> Pops, yeah, he's like he died in a son. He yeah. sacrificed himself to save slash kill his brother. Absolutely, and he did it his way. That yep. was such a cool yeah. thing. He yep. was because like that they actually set up from the like I don't see the first episode, but from like the the first episode of season eight where it was you know him talking about how he wanted to do it his way. Yeah, yeah, fighting. Yeah, exactly. Violence <laughs> never the answer. Um, how he like 
just of how his whole thing is. And he was like, oh, that's why this is always going wrong. I'm fighting back. And, like, he doesn't. And then, you know, I love that whole dialogue where he's like, oh, the second you let go, you know, I'm going to, like, murder you and erase the universe. And he's like, I know. That's why I'm not letting go. And, yeah, like, and absolutely. then the statue with, like, I don't even remember what it said. But, it, like, like, oh, now I'm looking that up. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. The development of everybody, I mean, seeing Rigby and Eileen and then Mordecai leave the park, literally going separate ways, that was, like, heartbreaking. Because it's also, like... Yeah. Oh, dude, when that scene, yeah, when, when Mordecai and Rigby hug and they get in their cars, it's just like, dude, they've been together from the start. Absolutely. I mean... And they're leaving. They're going their separate ways, like you said. It's still a little unclear, but they were either together at the... I mean, from childhood, you've seen them together. Yeah. So it's their whole life. They but, were rooming in college when Mordecai was in college. Yeah. But even from uh, the park stuff, it was six or nine years together. Yeah. And that's a lot of time. Like, yeah. Like, to just be going your separate ways, too, is like, as a viewer, it's melan like kind of melancholy. But, like, just seeing that, it's so, like, wow. I think it hits even closer to home because, you know, at least for me, you know, and for probably a lot of you guys out there, like, it's something we all kind of have to hit at some point, you know, with every beginning, there's an end. I, I don't know. I guess we just have to enjoy the time we have. So seeing those endings and having like all of this fun time, you know, the last six months watching this show and, you know, getting to know these characters and then seeing mm -hmm. them like actually go their separate ways. It was like, oh my God, like heartbreaking. And then like it brings them back. Yeah. The plaque for Pop says he chased butterflies, loved to laugh. He saved the universe and he was our friend. Pops Millard. Oh, that's really sweet, actually. But yeah, the closest thing I can think of with Mordecai and Rigby is I'm one of three brothers. So like when one of us moves out, that's probably going to be like, dude, we've been like pretty much roommates, quote unquote, for our whole lives, which I think yeah. Mordecai and Rigby think of each other as brothers. Like, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Think of you guys as brothers. Absolutely. And, I mean, I've known you guys for like almost ever. I actually Matt being like sixth grade, Nick being like kindergarten, but... Yeah. I mean, we didn't really even start hanging out all that much again until, what, like, 2019? Yeah, I wasn't Nick's friend until 2019. Man, and I were talking about that the other day, how he didn't join the main group until 2019, which is nuts, because yeah. here we are in 2022, but 2020 was COVID, so that was, like, a year that we missed with each other. Yeah. But just a few years. and Absolutely. It's crazy what I wouldn't do for this lovely uh, man right in huh. front of me as he lies on the bed of his truck this is the first episode of geeks crossing that's been recorded in the bed of a truck so that's kind of cool hopefully the first of many because this is I, I can stare at this guy forever you know going back to what you were saying uh, like i have an older sister and younger sister shout out actually i'm pretty sure they've been on the podcast before but like my older sister is getting ready to move out and like that's a huge thing you know so just seeing that i mean i think anything seeing people go through the stages of life from ones you haven't hit yet and even ones that you're in or you have been in like i think there's just you resonate with that you know absolutely mm -hmm. regular show i feel like does like adult comedy right in that or like yeah. not even adult because like maybe young adult comedy right in, in that like anyone can enjoy it it's funny it's just silly it's light-hearted but also serious it's about life i really want to get one pops tattoos the chosen one. It's funny, when we were looking at regular show merch, I saw a little Pops card decal, or decal. Yeah. Ooh. I was like, oh, I could put it right there. I would there. do a card decal. Let me, let me find it, I'll show you. 
it's just crazy like it was such a wild ride like I, i'm trying to think cause, like i mean i remember watching the beginning episodes and being like oh, okay this is kind of cool and like they're 23 and i was like wow yeah. but then it slowed down <laughs> oh my god yes i would get that you have to yeah honestly i'd put it on mine too i was still just shocked by that whole it was like all about mordecai's love life for a while and then all of a sudden it ends up in space with pops being like the main character and you know dying to save everybody it's true mordecai's love life was so important and then it just suddenly wasn't even season seven i feel like there were bits and pieces about like Mar margaret but that was my own that was rigby season it was yeah, rigby's yeah. going through high school rigby's gonna yeah. graduate rigby's growing rigby has a girlfriend yeah see but that was annoying because it was every time he like did something and he was like oh i've developed i'm not gonna be lazy anymore i was like oh he was lazy in the next episode he would like <laughs> go through he's like oh i'm not gonna procrastinate anymore next episode procrastinate oh i'm not gonna do anything reckless and stupid and then he would Again, I think there was something like, oh, like, haha, you never change. But, like, it was also annoying that he was, he was always the scapegoat. But in regards to the whole love triangle thing with CJ and Mordecai, and, um, again, like, I think that was just so perfect at the end where it was, like, like again, from, like, Mordecai's perspective, you know, one of the girls he truly thought he was going to marry and end up with, you know, he doesn't that just happens so much in life where you're with somebody and you know you think it's like it's that and then it's not especially when you're you know end of high school in college and you're right out of college in your 20s when you're thinking about you know a future very underrated show this is not really one i feel like you hear a ton of people talking about or memeing about or exploring like reflecting on and you know it's on hbo max it's definitely worth it. If not, you can get the DVDs, which I wish they did come yeah. in that whole pack, like in the, in yes. the show. That would have been great um, advertising. It too. would be. Wait, we didn't talk about how they broke the fourth wall Dude. and oh how crazy God. it got during the end with them showing, like, the writing. They showed the original sketches yes. they had. Yep. They, like, the three citizens of Lollyland are old designs for Pops. Like, it's just, like, so crazy. Yep. And they even kind of show that in the uh, the drawing of the evolution. Though. Yes! Yes! And, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was just, it was really well done. <laughs> jolly good show. Yeah, honestly, it's just a jolly good show. That's my favorite message is that, like, no matter where you are in life, you can... Always count on a friend. Yeah. But not only that, but it's never too late to start a new beginning. Yeah. yeah. That's what I liked. What about you, Matt? What was your favorite life lesson? I just love everything about, like, the, like you said, the value of friendship and family and stuff. I don't know. There's another underrated moment. Thinking about it, in the closing montage when they finally land back on Earth and everyone's, like, pushing to the front to see their family, like, you see Rigby's dad, like, push over yes. and, like, yes, my son, my son. When, like, all of season seven was just him crapping all over Rigby. Yeah. Like, so sweet. Like, little things like that. I, I know the writers paid very close attention to all these characters. Well, that's where it was so cool, because you could tell that they put a lot of time, energy, and, like, they put their heart into it. It's also crazy, because, like, after watching, you know, long shows, and I don't even want to say binging, but after watching a show consecutively for a long time, like, you almost feel, like, empty at the end of it. You almost feel like, oh, yes, what am I going to yes, do with my life now? But on top of that, with this show, sure, like, again, like, it just hits so close to home and, like, seeing that some of these things, events are coming up in our lives and, and almost just comparing. Yeah. It really, like, this show, to me, truly also showed the passing of time. It showed, you know, that, like, each day is numbered, you know. Every day you get to spend with your friends making memories, you know, laughing and chilling, even if you're at a shitty job at a park you know, getting yelled at by your boss that you're gonna be fired, like those memories 
go above all. And I even saw this recently when I was at a, a diner with Nick, Matt, and uh, another friend, Charles, and we were talking about an old job we used to work at all together as uh, cashiers and crazy people we met and crazy stories and I don't know it's usually like the memories that you don't think would be good or the crazy moments or the scary moments that end up leaving the biggest impact being yep. like oh those are the stories only leaves an impact like that again like I said earlier go watch this show it is very very good and it's not even that long it's something about 11 minute episodes it just makes everything seem so much nice and smooth but yeah go check it out and uh, if you have checked it out or you remember it from your childhood, tell us who your favorite characters were. Tell us what your favorite stories were. Tell us what you thought about that ending, man. I agree with Keith. Like, that was a fantastic ending. But yeah, so we're going to leave you there because it is almost 3 a.m. And we, oh boy, we're going to go to bed. Um, but um, thank you for listening, as always. Thank you. Um, a little meta note. Eric, thank you for editing. Um, you can keep that in, Eric. Yes, of course. Yeah, so tell your friends and family about us. Continue supporting us wherever you're listening to us right now. We're on all major podcasting platforms. And um, yes, as Eric always says, stay true to your geek selves. And any closing thoughts, gentlemen? Uh, if you were any of your loved ones, love a uh, regular show, let us know in our Discord. Link will be provided, as always. Absolutely. And yeah. Stop talking!